0: Teachers have held a great importance, especially in India, the position of teacher is very, very exalted. Of course, now it is diminishing. It has diminished to a great extent, like one of our devotees who is a a professor in one of the management colleges of the country. So he's telling, so these days students say, Hi, hi, sir, not even sir, they may call the name also. This is the culture. But on the other hand, what we have seen, what we have read in our schools, the Sanskrit shlokas, they glorify the position of teacher like anything. Guru Brahma, Guru Devo, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat, Parabrahma, Tastama Shri Guru Venama. So Guru is compared to Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh, So why such exalted position is given to guru, what is guru teaching me some subject, accounts, maths, physics, chemistry, history, sociology, so why for such subjects such an exalted position is given to spiritual master. So guru means one who brings from darkness of ignorance to light of knowledge. Om gyananjana shalakaya. But what kind of knowledge? So every living entity is having some intelligence and is having some knowledge also. But human beings are especially very, very intelligent compared to other species of life. So we have seen many, many years have passed, centuries have passed, but other species, they continue to live the way they have been living for many, many hundreds of years. Dog was on the street, dog remains on the street. Dog was not able to make a house for itself. It still does not have the capacity to make a house for itself. The bird was living in a nest, the bird is still living in a nest and in the very same nest, monkeys were on tree monkeys are still on the trees. So all the other species, if you observe, they do have knowledge, they do have intelligence, but the knowledge, the intelligence is very, very low. They can just satisfy their gross bodily needs by that knowledge, they cannot improve their standard of living. They cannot counteract, they cannot come out of the miseries which they have been facing, they have to tolerate. And human being on the other hand, if you see, human being has improved his standard of living. As uh, the people perceive it, they have improved the standard of living like anything. From the mud houses in the village, now we can see how it is so amazing. We have such big buildings, huge skyscrapers. From bullock Cart, we have jets now, jumbo jets. And so much advancement we have made. We have these wonderful communication technologies. Animals communicate in the same way. So humans have extraordinarily high intelligence as compared to animals. But unfortunately, due to the absence of right teacher who is called guru, who is so much glorified in the Vedas, we also end up doing the same thing using all these advanced sciences and technology and knowledge what the animals are doing. That is eating, mating, sleeping, and defending. Ahar evacha. So ultimately all these signs, everything is for what? For eating. I want to eat nice things, advanced things, imported things. Eating, mating, sleeping, have nice house, big house for what? For sleeping and defending, defense mechanisms. They may defend themselves from their claws. We may have some advanced jets and missiles. But the purpose is same for these four activities and how much ever advanced we may become to enjoy these animalistic propensities the purpose of knowledge is not served the purpose of knowledge is to solve all the miseries of one's existence that is why a right guru is required so many gurus are engaged Especially India is a, a factory of producing gurus. Many, many research scholars, Indian colleges, they churn out every year every year, or twice in a year. But despite all these ever-increasing gurus and modern gurukuls, people are becoming more and more dissatisfied. And actually, if we see the best, uh, in the best so-called gurukul or university, what we may call it, It has the highest number of suicide rates and highest number of depressed cases. Almost half of the people are depressed in the best education imparting Institute of of the world. So actually, if we want to give some other name. For this occasion that the world is celebrating today teachers day, it would be better if we call it the cheaters day. Oh, cheaters? No, no, Prabhu, it is teachers. No, it is. If anybody has knowledge of Vedas, Bhagavatam, so he can very clearly perceive how it is not the teacher's day, but the cheater's day. Without any offenses to uh, anybody who is teaching, hate the sin, not the sinner. So we see everyone as part and parcel of Krishna. Animals, also what to speak of human beings, even trees and all the living entities. But the activity is not good. So the scriptures are telling Mata nasasyat, pitana nasasyad, pita na gurur nasasyat, bandhur nasasyad, nayad mochyate samupeta mrityam. A person does not have right to become father, mother, or guru, teacher, or relative if he cannot give relief to his student or dependent, samupaeta mrityam from the clutches of death. So actually spiritual master is meant in human form of life, we have such a wonderful intelligence that we can learn the science and technology of stopping this death altogether. So this science is very, very rare and such a teacher is also very, very rare who can stop somebody's death. And unless somebody is capable of doing that, he should not become teacher, then he's cheater. He's simply cheating living entity. If you go to a college and college teaches you everything, all the subjects very, very nicely, but then the degree they do not give, you cannot find a job after studying in that college, then what is the use of that college? That is cheating. Even though you have taught me everything, but the purpose of knowledge is not met. So what is the purpose of all knowledge that we have? What is the purpose of spiritual master? Guru, that is Samupeta mrityu That is to stop death. Stop old age, stop disease. These are the real problems of life. Unfortunately, we have become very used to seeing all these problems. So there is a very great historical incident about this realization in our country. So we have uh, the great example of Gautam buddha so he was born as a prince so he's one of the greatest teachers that the world has seen so Gautam buddha was born as a prince and then because people were knowing the science of astrology at that time they told this person either he would be a great king or he would become a renunciant so then the king got scared Oh, my son, there is there are chances of him renouncing the entire kingdom. So why a person renounces when he sees there is no pleasure, no enjoyment in this world. So that is why he leaves in search of happiness, higher happiness or truth. So then they devised that let us bring him up in such an environment that he does not see any misery around him. And what are the miseries of life? many small miseries and big miseries we are creating now. But how much ever we create or we do not create the fundamental and the most serious miseries always exist. And which are those miseries, birth, death, old age and disease. Uh, Questions can be posted after the session is over, I will be able to answer only the questions which are posted after chanting. So please park your questions for a while, then we'll have enough time to discuss. So Gautam Buddha, he was given such an environment where he did not see anybody suffering from the biggest miseries and that is he never saw any old man around him. He was not allowed to have association with any person who is diseased. He was not allowed to witness a death. So there is no misery you are seeing all the people young, all the people smiling, happy, no miserable person was allowed to go to him. But then he grew up and ultimately how long you can keep him inside he wants to see the world. And then he went out. And uh, then he saw a leper or some diseased person. And then he asked his associate, what is this? What is this situation? I've never seen him. What has happened to him? This is called disease, disease, What is this? How does it happen? Can it happen to me also? Yes, sir, it happens to everyone. It will happen. Everyone suffers from diseases here. And he was shocked. My God, we can have leprosy. Our fingers will come out of our body. My God, it's so horrible. And then he moved further. And then he saw another person. He he was a hunchback. And then he saw, what is this person? We seem very weird and uh, very skinny. Well, no, this is natural in old age. Well, what is old age, sir? Old age. Everyone suffers from old age. This is what we are going to become in future. We are all going to grow old. My God, we are all going to become like this. It is very horrible. And then he saw some people were carrying a dead body. And then he asked, "What is this happening?" And then he told this person is dead. Dead? What is dead? Well, Dead means you no longer are conscious. And you don't exist in this world. This will happen to us? Yes, definitely it will happen to everyone. And this was enough for him. He told, why are we wasting our time here? We are going to die. We are temporary. We are going to grow old. We are going to get diseased. And what is the solution of these problems? So this world... Is having such great miseries and nobody is wondering about it. And then immediately developed such a strong renunciation, he left the house, left his palace. And he worked how to solve these problems of life. So this is called knowledge. But however, we have become so much used to it that it is normal. We are seeing everyone is having specs. So wearing spectacles is a norm now, which was very, very rare before. Wearing masks could be a norm in some places. Having filtered water is a norm. We have polluted so much water. Similarly, air purifiers will become the new norm. So these things have become normal for us. However, it is not normal. So any sane human being using his very advanced intelligence should try to find out the solution of these problems. So this is called real knowledge and a person who gives such a knowledge he is considered the most benevolent personality of this world and such a personality is very, very rare. That is why the scripture still akshano falam twa drish darshanam he." The perfection of eye. Every machine instrument has got perfect use or optimal usage. The mobile phone today's smart devices can also be used as torch. Can also be used as paperweight. However, that is not the optimal use of the device. Optimal use of smartphone is it can be used as a computer also it is mini computer and if a person simply uses that device as a as a torch or as paperweight then you need not spend so much money for that paperweight is very cheap in a similar fashion this human form of life is meant to attain an extraordinary kind of happiness and solve all these problems we need not supposed to get old. We need not supposed to get disease. We can stop our death. And human life is meant to understand that science, that technology by which we can stop these miseries. And a person who knows this science, he is called Guru. So perfection of this human body, it is told. akshano of Alam. we have eyes in this body, wonderful cameras. So we use the eyes for seeing many things. We use it for watching movies. We use it for watching our beloved uh, relatives around us, we use it for so many things, but the best use by which your eyes can derive maximum happiness, that is seeing the form of a pure devotee, akshano twa drish darshanam hi, tano falam Drish Gatra sangha, perfection of touch, we use sense of touch for various kinds of pleasures, but what is the maximum pleasure that the sensual touch, this touch perception can give us, that is, Touching your lotus feet. Touching the lotus feet of a pure devotee. Of Guru. Jivva phalam Twadrish kirtanam hi. Jivva. The tongue is used for producing various sounds. So what is the perfection of tongue? Twadrish kirtanam hi. Chanting the names of Guru. Sudurlabha bhagavata hi loke. And such a bhagavat... So guru, spiritual master is called Bhagavat, an actual guru. Bhagavat means anything which is connected to God. God is called Bhagavan and anything which is in connection with God that is called Bhagavat. So we have got a book which is called Bhagavatam. It is called Bhagavatam because it contains subject matters only directly related to God. Similarly, there are some people who are always in connection with God, constant connection. And those people who never forget God for a single moment, every moment of the entire day, 24 hours, whatever activities they do, the activities are in connection and in the service of God. They are called Bhagavat. And such a person can give actual knowledge because he is in direct contact with God. God is the creator because of his being in direct contact with God. He can give us the perfect knowledge of God. So thus a guru is called Bhagavat. And sudur Labha, Bhagavata, hi Loke. In this universe, such a guru is very, very rare, such a personality. So that is why Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwara, he is compared to Brahma, Vishnu and Maheshwara. He is representative of Supreme God directly. And there is another very nice name used for such an enlightened spiritual master and that is called Tatva. Tatva means truth absolute truth human life is only meant for knowing truth because if you follow truth you become happy and with means to know any person who knows truth he is called tatvavid so another terminology used for such a bona fide spiritual master guru is tatvavid so arjuna is bewildered about his duties because let us come back to our karma yoga topic karma yoga means actions arjuna doesn't want to do action the duty of fighting and krishna is telling you fight so arjuna is telling what is the difference then an ordinary person is also fighting i want to become spiritualist i want to leave all these things and you are telling me also to fight and you are telling this is spiritual path so how come fighting is spiritual path so krishna quotes a very nice verse here and uh, that is the instruction of tatvved if you do your actions Under the guidance of Tattva such a guru, a person who knows Tattva, who knows truth, then your actions become yoga, your actions become completely spiritual, fighting will become spiritual, sleeping will become spiritual, walking and talking will become spiritual, making a phone call will become spiritual. If that activity is done as per the direction of Tattva oh really? So let me have that direction and whatever activity I am doing, that becomes a spiritual activity. So what is this instruction? Uh, my voice is cracking. Uh, can others please type it if it is actually cracking? So I've got some comment in the chat box. Or is it clear? It's clear. So many others have told it is clear. So maybe it is an uh, internet issue at your side. Thank you. Thank you so much done 2030 comments. Hmm. So let us now continue with the Bhagavad Gita and try to understand what is instruction of that tattoo with text number 28 chapter three. Tattva-vittu-mahabaho guna-karma-vibhagayo vartanta sajjate Lord Krishna is telling to Arjuna, One who is in knowledge of the absolute truth, O mighty armed, does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification. Knowing well the differences between work and devotion, and work for fruitive results. Guna gunakarmasu Another word used for guru or the source of truth is kritsnavit, Tatvavit and kritsnavit. Krits means complete. If you are accepting a guru. To solve the problems of life, you should make sure he has knowledge about entire existence. Kritsam with. Because if he does not have knowledge about one thing, then you would suffer. So Kritsam means a person who has complete knowledge, factual knowledge. So Lord Krishna is telling here, bewildered by modes of material nature, the ignorant fully engage themselves in material activities and become attached. So, What are the actions of those who do not have knowledge here it is mentioned ignorant fully engage themselves in material activities and become attached. So we have got so much knowledge. So now we can measure are we actually knowledgeable in terms of Tattvavit in terms of Krishna or not. So we can see how much attached we are in our activities. So if I am very much attached to my activity to the result of my activity. I'm very much attached to this uh, money, which I'm getting off my job. I'm very much attached to the result, which I'm getting from my studies. I'm very much attached to the people I'm living amongst whom I'm very much attached to the house where I'm living in. So the ignorant people, they engage themselves in material activities and become attached. So if you are very much attached to the people, place, surroundings or resources, it means we have not cultivated knowledge, but ignorance in our life. So what the wise should do, those who are not wise, they are attached in doing the activities. So wise should not unsettle them, although these duties are inferior due to performers lack of knowledge. So the Vedas mentioned two process. Naturally people are very much attached because they are ignorant. They are attached to the dresses, which the person is wearing, never knowing who is the person wearing the dress, these bodies. however. There are some duties, even though you are attached, you want to enjoy the happiness here in this world, which anyway will not satisfy you. But if you want to fulfill, you want to try the Vedas mention some duties. So gradually, if a person dutifully tries to enjoy this world, he will come to the platform of knowledge one day. So it is not possible directly to develop inquisitiveness and to develop the capacity to understand absolute truth. So that is why Krishna is telling Arjuna so ignorant people should not be disturbed let them remain attached but do all the activities as per the instructions of the Vedas do not unsettle them you please follow you have understood you follow you do not unsettle them and how you should follow does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification knowing well the differences between work in devotion and work for fruitive results. So both the people, Tatva a person who knows truth and a person who is ignorant, who is materially very much attached, both will work. But one person who is ignorant, he works for fruitive results, as is just mentioned in the last line of the translation. If you are working because you want to enjoy the results of your work, then we are ignorant and we will continue to suffer. However, a spiritualist, a perfect knower of truth, may also work in the very same fashion, but his work is work in devotion. And he does not engage in the activities of senses and sense gratification. Why a person wants to result a materialist because he wants to enjoy his senses. He wants to do sense gratification, sense enjoyment. So person who knows absolute truth, a person who knows relative truth. what is relative truth, which is not always true. What is your name? If somebody asks us, we can tell something, this is my name that is called relative truth. My name may change. If I go to some other country, I may be given a different name. And uh, when I was small, people would call me by different name in house I may have a different name outside I may have a different name in their reference somebody's reference I have got this name but that is not absolute truth. So those people who are having knowledge of relative truth for them sense enjoyment is everything in life because it is true as soon as you put a very nice sweet on the tongue you get happiness. So very nice. So this is truth you are perceiving putting sweet on the tongue means happiness. This is true. You have actually perceived it. But if you know further that no, 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 I am having diabetes. Although when I put sweet on the tongue, it gives me pleasure. But because I'm knowing this sweet, when it enters my body, it will give me tremendous misery. So I should not engage in this sense enjoyment. So in this way, a person who has knowledge of relative truth, he thinks, oh, enjoying the senses is so nice, that is the aim of life. Let me satisfy the eyes by whatever they want, satisfy the tongue by whatever whatever it wants, skin, whatever it wants, because I become immediately happy by that. But a person who has knowledge of absolute truth, who has wholesome knowledge, he understands this very happiness is the cause of all miseries for the living entity. So the relative truth, knowers, they should not be called teachers, but cheaters. So what cheater will tell us you study very nicely, son or daughter, you get a good job, do good, good business, have a startup, have a lot of money. And then uh, have a nice life partner. And then have, have nice kids, let them also go to the same cycle. And this is the perfection of life. Sense enjoyment is a perfection of life. So any person, any teacher who is giving such knowledge, he is. Cheater, teacher will give this knowledge, Tattva Vid. What knowledge? Do not engage. So Krishna is also quoting the Tattva Vid knows of Truth. Knower of Truth does not engage himself in senses and sense gratification. Because he knows this very sense enjoyment, it causes all the miseries in our life. It awards me more and more bodies, material bodies, which are the sources of miseries of death, disease, old age and birth. So thus we can see the stark difference between a cheater and a teacher. They give totally opposite instructions. So Arjun is supposed to engage in work, but he has to engage in work in a different consciousness. So that is why Srila Prabhupada tells, uh, it is not that everyone will get purified by taking dip in the Ganges. It is not that everyone will find satisfaction when he goes to Vrindavan, whether a person will get purified spiritually advanced or not. It depends upon his consciousness. So spiritual activity means involvement of spirit is required as what is spirit spirit means consciousness. How do we understand this where the spirit is lying by consciousness? there is spirit in this body so this body is consciousness this table does not have spirit so table is not having consciousness so if you want to do spiritual activity so the trick lies in the consciousness or the mood as is the topic for today so many many people will follow the same sadhana same spiritual practice same chanting they would do same reading they would do same seva they would do but advancement would be different everyone is chanting Lacks of people in the world, they chant 16 rounds. Lacks of people, not lacks, number is little less. Thousands would be doing Mangala Arati in their house and they would be reading the books. But where is the difference? The difference lies in consciousness. So that is why when Srila Prabhupada was asked by a reporter, so if a devotee, he sees somebody has met with an accident, you are telling that we should work for the spiritual cause, not worry much about body. So will he save that person or not? So Prabhupada told, everything depends upon consciousness. External activities are not the criteria for judging the spiritual result of that activity. So that is why so many fighters were fighting on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. For some fighting was a spiritual affair and for others fighting was a completely material affair. So what is that consciousness which a yogi is supposed to adopt so that his activities can be works of devotion that Krishna further mentions to Arjuna. But this is the foundation. The foundation is activity should not be for sense gratification and sense enjoyment. Anybody who knows the absolute truth will not work to this end. So Krishna mentions. So very important shloka Prabhupada tells this shloka indicates the purpose of Bhagavad Gita. And the shloka is, Mai Sarvani Karmani Sanyasya Dhyatma cetasa Nirashir Nirmamo Bhutva Yudhyasva Vigata Jvaraha So very important words are mentioned here. So Krishna is telling. Now somebody may ask, I should not work for the fruits of the activity. Then why should I work at all? So many works I can do. Why should I engage in that activity? So, Krishna is telling, no, that particular fruit, that work, you please surrender unto me. You do that work only for me because I am telling you to do that work. Therefore, Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me with mind intent on me and without desire for gain and free from egoism and lethargy, fight. Srila Prabhupada mentions, this verse clearly indicates the purpose of Bhagavad Gita. So we are all trying to understand and read Bhagavad Gita. So we should know what is the purpose of Bhagavad Gita? What is that I am supposed to attain after finishing this Bhagavad Gita? So Prabhupada tells this verse clearly indicates the purpose of Bhagavad Gita. And what is the purpose of Bhagavad Gita? Any activity that we are doing, it should be surrendered to Krishna what does it mean surrendered to Krishna it should be done strictly under the guidance of Krishna so if you can take guidance directly from Krishna as Arjuna was taking here Krishna was his charioteer or Lord Brahma he was able to take guidance directly from Krishna or Sanat Kumara they were able to take direction directly from Krishna if you are so fortunate we can do that if you are not so fortunate still we can uh, become equally fortunate by surrendering our activities to the representative of Krishna. It is the same thing. You put the letter in the post office, or you put in the letter box. The result is the same. Although letter box may appear small, oh post office, so many people are sitting. I have given it may reach. No, don't do all this calculation. A letter box is completely authorized by the post office. If you put letter in that, that small letter box works exactly like a post office. Same thing will happen to the letter which is put into the letter box. So that is why Krishna tells, just like a letter box should be taken as non-different from post office. Whether you put in post office or in the letter box, it is the same thing. No difference. Oh, if I put in the post uh, post office, letter will reach faster. It would be more safe. No, same. No difference. In a similar fashion, Krishna tells Acharya Mamvijaniyam The Acharya, actual Guru should be taken as non-different from me. Navamannieta karhechid Never disobey the spiritual master. Mamvijaniyam He should be taken as non-different from myself, Krishna is telling. So if we cannot surrender our activities directly to Krishna like Arjuna was doing, we can do it for spiritual master. and There is no difference at all that Krishna will explain in the next chapter. So, all the activities should strictly be done, not calculating what will benefit me, as Krishna mentions here, without desire for gain. So sometimes when we engage in the activities in Krishna consciousness also, we think, "What is my gain, What is the gain? What will I get?" Oh, some, and sometimes some people think, "Oh prabhu, i uh, I'm not getting so much pleasure in chanting these days." And if I feel I chant peacefully, one round of Hare Krishna Maha Mantra it is better than finishing 16 rounds in haste or like that. So we are calculating always my gain, my gain. What will I get here? So if we are engaging in spiritual activities, we should give up this business of always calculating my personal gain. As we discussed in the last class, also a small child, he is completely dependent upon the parents. In a similar fashion, a spiritualist is completely dependent upon Krishna, not just for spiritual pleasure, material pleasure, but even spiritual pleasure also. A neophyte spiritualist, he does not worry about spiritual gains, material gains, because he knows material gains may bring, will bring only misery. So let me work for spiritual gains. But Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself has given an extraordinary philosophy and the highest philosophy of spiritual life in which a person sacrifices a spiritual pleasure also. Srila Prabhupada was very, very comfortably living in Vrindavan, Prabhupada told. I had no difficulty over there. And when Srila Prabhupada, he started his journey on Jalduta. So during this time, we are reading Prabhupada's diary in all our temples every morning. It is a part of the morning program. We call it Jal jalduta diary. So every day Prabhupada was taking down some notes in his diary. So we read that every day. So in that way, we are able to relate with Prabhupada. Which mood Prabhupada was facing 50 years ago when he was traveling on this day. So around last week or before that, Prabhupada suffered from two heart attacks during this time. And then when he went, he had so much misery. Uh, a spiritual master is never having any misery because spiritually he is always enlightened, in touch with Krishna. But on material level, so many hardships. And spiritual pleasure also was so much in Vrindavan. But Srila Prabhupada left that spiritual pleasure also. So-called very comfortable and congenial environment of Vrindavan also. And it took all these troubles, Prabhupada told Even though when I am sitting in New York, I am not in New York, I am always in Vrindavan. I am always thinking of Vrindavan. And I was very, very comfortable here. But suffering from heart attacks and in old age, coming in such a cold and frozen country, why I have come here? It is for the pleasure of Krishna. Similarly, the nectar of devotion gives a description. The charioteer of Krishna, when he sees Krishna, he comes in ecstasy. So now we are so much in ignorance we think we are these bodies just like in sickness we are not able to get the taste of very tasty foodstuffs also in a similar fashion as long as we think I am this body we will not be able to relish spiritual pleasure but the liberated souls like Krishna's charioteer as soon as they see Krishna they come in ecstasy and uh, it is very difficult to concentrate on the works. So because he is Krishna's charioteer, he gives up looking towards Krishna and he gives up that spiritual pleasure which he gets by seeing Krishna and he focuses on his duties. Similarly, one person, he was doing fan and he was about to faint seeing the Lord. But then he focused on his duties and he gave up his spiritual pleasure. Because in spiritual pleasure, also a person becomes mad in ecstasy and he may faint also. But in the service of Krishna, a pure devotee, he gives up spiritual pleasure also. His desire is only to engage in the service of Krishna or spiritual master. This is real education system. Brahmachari, gurukule vasandanto gurur hitam. So, a person is taught don't do sense enjoyment, sense gratification. Try to act on a spiritual level. Brahmacharati iti brahmachari on Brahma level. Vasandante, he lives in the gurukul for dante controlling the senses and he works for not his own gain we take this modern education for my gain but in gurukul every disciple is taught to work for gurur hitam to work for the gain for the pleasure comfort of spiritual master so this training is required in life not desire no desire for personal gain but the gain of krishna or gain of spiritual master So when we are following spiritual life, this thing, we should give up. This is the mood in spiritual life. Also, if you're calculating, Oh, when will I get this? When will I get that? Oh, I am doing so much puja and I'm getting disease. I'm having sickness and I'm having Prabhupada never calculated like that. I have started in this old age to the West to preach Krishna consciousness. And before landing in US, I have got heart attack. That two attacks that two, not one. Why Krishna is not protecting me? No. Yes, Krishna definitely would have avoided all these things. But by these examples, Krishna wants to show what is actual spiritual life? What should be the mood of a spiritualist? Even though there is heart attack, that heart attack should also be taken as great blessing of Krishna. So as we discussed, we have to take this concept completely away from our life. That pleasure of body is my pleasure and discomfort to the body is my discomfort no just like if somebody's clothes they are they have got fire the clothes have to be removed immediately sometimes the brakes of the vehicle have failed and he knows my vehicle is going to go down in the valley then the person jumps out let the vehicle go he should not desire to protect the vehicle but at the other time, he should desire to protect the vehicle. Ordinarily, if the vehicle hits another vehicle, he will also suffer. So if that is the case, you should protect your vehicle. In this circumstances, you should leave the vehicle, let the vehicle go and get destroyed. So whether I should protect the vehicle or not depends whether the driver would be protected as a result of that activity or not. In a similar fashion, sometimes miseries are very, very good for us, physical miseries and mental miseries. By this we realize Krishna consciousness. We realize the temporary nature of this material world. Our heart becomes purified. So that is why devotee has firm faith. If I am following Krishna, sometimes Krishna may give discomfort to my mind and body. Sometimes he may give pleasure to my mind and body. But devotee completely remains dependent and full of gratitude for Krishna's reciprocation even though that reciprocation could be in form of hardship or anything. And when he is having such a mood, then he advances very fast in spiritual life. So first of all, all the works, work everyone will do. A spiritualist can write as good a computer program as a non-spiritualist materialist would do. But he would do that programming only if his guru tells him to do that. All the work should be surrendered to Krishna. And without desire for personal gain and with mind intent on me this is also very very important thing Sanyasya Adhyatma Chetasa Adhyatma chetasa means mind intent on Krishna what does it mean intent this word is very important intent means attention full of eagerness just like we have example of cricket match It is a last over and you need so many runs in so many balls and with great intent, people watch every ball, every motion and how it is happening. Eager attention. So when we are engaged in any activity, we are sweeping the floor, cleaning the floor, doing any activity, going to office, doing business. If we have to qualify that action as yoga, mind should be intent upon Krishna. So if you read the translation, it. Uh, the word by word meaning it tells something else Adhyatma Chetasa Adhyatma means with full knowledge of the self and Chetasa means consciousness but what is this full knowledge that Krishna will explain further in the 18th chapter and because Prabhupada knows entire Bhagavad Gita he is giving us directly the actual meaning so full knowledge of the self means when a person is having full knowledge of the self the self is part and parcel of super self this is called full knowledge and he develops immense attraction for the super self and thus he is very intent upon seeing the super self, Krishna within his heart. Santa sadai virdayeshu Such a saintly person always he is seeing. Sadaiva, every moment he is seeing Krishna within his heart. So thus mind should be intent upon Krishna. With great eagerness a person should be seeing the lotus feet of Krishna within his heart. So all the work should be done as per Krishna's direction. And the work should be for Krishna's gain and mind also should be intent upon Krishna, not that I'm thinking of something else and I'm doing this thing. So when we are chanting Prabhupada, you are chanting Krishna's name, but you are thinking of something else that is an offense. Such a chanting may take a very, very long time to bear fruit. And if we are not conscious to remove the offenses, our spiritual life may get choked by such chanting and free from egoism and lethargy now these words are also very very important nirmama is the word exactly used in the shloka nirmama nirashir nirmamo bhutva mama means something belongs to me egoism i am this body so why we are so much concerned about uh, so many people are dying but if my something happens to my relatives father mother son daughter oh i become so much anxious why i'm so much anxious It is because of this false ego, mama, they belong to me. I think these people, they belong to me. So something happens to them. I become very much disturbed. Just like in Mahabharata, Karna was told that these Pandavas are your brothers. And he told, why you are telling me now that they are my brothers? Now immediately mama has come. Oh, they belong to me. So why we get disturbed from somebody's death when I think somebody belongs to me? They are mine. So we have to be free from this concept. None of the people belong to me. We are living together like travelers. They all belong to Krishna. We all belong to Krishna. In that way, we are related to each other, but not directly related to each other. And in different dresses, we come together and then we move on. And mama also means the property. So if uh, some money is going on, is going away, some robbery has happened in the neighbor's house, I would not be disturbed. But if robbery happens in my house, I would be very, very disturbed. Why? Because I think it is my money which has gone. And a Brahmana is not at all disturbed. Brahmana is supposed to follow Satyam and Arjavam. Even if an enemy comes and asks, where is your money? He will tell, here is my money. Brahmana is not supposed to tell lie. He understands uh, entire money, everything belongs to Krishna. So if Krishna gives, it will be here. I'll use for Krishna service. Something goes, Krishna is taking it away. So if I am sitting in the fr- mid of, midst of some property, the property also belongs to Krishna. So I should not think it belongs to me. So when I am engaged in Krishna service, Sometimes, oh, so much time I've engaged in Krishna's service. The entire time belongs to Krishna. Krishna is creator of time. Oh, so much money I've used in Krishna's service. So I've used less. Actually, I should just take for maintenance of body and soul together. Although it is such consciousness is difficult. So householders are allowed to have, uh, to use up to 50% of their wealth. But those people who are strictly into spiritual life, brahmachari, vanaprastha, sannyasi they are not supposed to possess anything more than maintenance of the body. So because nothing belongs to us. So when I'm engaged in service of Krishna, I should not think, oh, this much service I've rendered, rather I should think, oh, entire time, entire money, all the resources belong only to Krishna. How fallen I am that I'm not able to engage everything in service of Krishna. This is called free from egoism, nirmama, nothing belongs to me and lethargy. Now, if a person thinks oh, nothing belongs to me, everything is belongs to Krishna only, I am not going to gain anything by this work. So then a person may become lazy in Krishna consciousness. No, this also should not be done. Vigata free from lethargy. Even though nothing belongs to me, even though I am not supposed to gain anything, but then I am not supposed to be lethargic. I am supposed to use All the enthusiasm that a materialist is using for making money and name in this world. So just like some devotees were telling who are trying to preach and bring others into Krishna consciousness. uh, That Prabhu what to do people are not coming. So I told what have you done to bring the people uh, for just like we have the evening Bhagavad Gita discussions and we tell them please engage more people into it. So they are telling people people are not coming. So I asked what you have done for it. So you are having your business also. How do you run your business? If you have to sell your product to somebody, how would you do marketing? Oh yes, Prabhu, we use pyramid structure and so many things we use. We uh, touch base with so many people and try to cultivate them. And somebody may take our product, somebody may fund us. So yes, so the same strategy the same enthusiasm. Without any lethargy, we have to use all those things in Krishna consciousness. Same thing, same computer, a materialist will use, a spiritualist we are also using. Without any lethargy, with same expertise, with same skills we have to use. And then fight, then do your duty. So this is the mood of a yogi. Surrendering all the works unto Krishna. So when we realize Bhagavad Gita, we are supposed to be acting on this platform. All the work should be done strictly under the guidance of Krishna, for Krishna. Gain is not ours, gain is of Krishna's and mind should be intent upon Krishna with great eagerness, we should attentively be seeing the form of Krishna within the heart and we should be free from egoism that uh, anything belongs to me, everything belongs to Krishna, only Krishna is given to me so that I can offer it to Krishna and increase my love for Krishna and without any lethargy, using all the skills, energy, I should engage in the service of Krishna. In this way, our all works, whatever we do, it gets transformed into spiritual work, and a person becomes karma yogi. Otherwise, he is a karmi materialist. So, this is the difference between a karmi and a karma yogi. So, this mood is very important. So, as Prabhupada told consciousness. So, please read this shloka carefully. And whenever you are engaging in service of Krishna, try to see, try to.